But what would you say one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur are, Akash? I just like how he kind of reinvented himself and kept going. He didn't give up and it didn't work the first time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the company failed and he wasn't in a leadership position. Then he offered that advice and kind of took that company big. I mean, you remember the AOL dial-up sounds? Oh, of course. You know, the, the CDs you get in the, every time it was 2.0, 1.4.0, I remember getting out every edition. <laughs> that voice you all just heard, that's the sound of today's guest. My guest on the show today is someone I met networking with after I finished my MBA at the University of Tampa, and he's always been very supportive. Entrepreneur Akash Patel founded Elevate Inc., which is a Florida-based strategic business consulting firm that provides public relations, community relations, targeted networking, and social media. They've been in business since 2012 and have made quite the name for themselves in the Tampa Bay community. Elevate has served over 150 companies to date, and Akash is now focused on leadership, community, military, lifelong learning, and networking and connecting. Akash is definitely a pillar here in the Tampa Bay community, so it's great to have him on the show. Allow me to please introduce Akash Patel. Akash, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Vincent. Would you mind please introducing yourself to our listeners and previewing a bit of your story without giving too much away of your entrepreneurial journey? Sure. Yeah. No, I, I grew up in uh, in the New Jersey area. I went to high school in Tampa and Florida State for college, and I studied political science and English literature. Uh, my dream job was to be a journalist, and I was fortunate enough to have uh, a taste of that dream job in college. I worked in the uh, the Tallahassee Bureau of the Tampa Bay Times, and then realized that it wasn't really my, um, my career path. So I went to Florida State School in London my last semester, and then I moved to Tampa in 2006, and started working in the field of PR and then kind of been in, in, in different variations ever since. Yeah, well, you're doing great work, especially here in the Tampa community. So I'm excited to get into the big five 
On each episode, my guest and I will go over these five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Are you ready to go? I'm ready, sir. Let's do it. So can you describe the moment when you first realized that you either weren't happy with what you were doing, you may have just touched on it, or that you just needed a change to truly start this entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, it was 2011, and I first worked for my family uh, business, which is the hotel business. It was doing marketing, and that was fun. And then in 2010, I went to go work for a friend of mine, and I did a lot of cool things, and it was a cool startup, and uh, we sold the company in 2011. When we sold it is the moment I realized that connecting people is an actual business, and that's really what I was doing for both my family business and for my friend's startup. And so I just decided to Google how to write a business plan and, and got, a, got a business plan together. I love it. So Elevate started 2012? Yeah, it launched publicly February 1, 2012. Yeah, you want to give a little more background on that company for all of our listeners who aren't in the Tampa Bay area? So at Elevate Inc., what we do is three things. We, we make introductions to people uh, through events. We introduce people through, obviously, emails and uh, over the phone. Uh, we also uh, write content on social media. We have about 100,000 local followers. And then the last thing, of course, is the traditional press, which is writing press releases, blogs, and, uh, and, uh, and content. I love that. Were all those things a part of the company when you first started, or that's kind of evolved under the umbrella? It's a great question. Thank you for asking. So when I first started, you know, I knew connecting people was a big thing. So whether the introductions are phone or email, I knew I could do that. The second thing was really uh, content. We knew we could write content because we had a big following. But what I didn't realize is after the first month, I had three customers. The second month, I had two customers. And the third month, I only had one customer. So the third month, I wasn't really sure if this business was viable, even though I kind of workshopped it with a lot of people and talked it through, and I realized something was missing. And what I found, Vincent, was that in every business, you got to tweak it a little bit and retool and re reinvent itself, just like Steve Case did in your story. And so my reinvention was I realized in August of 2012 that a Republican convention was coming to Tampa, and there was all these events surrounding it, and a lot of local businesses didn't know where to go or what to do. And so I said, all right, look, if you're my client now, I'm going to do a six-month contract. So if you're May of 2012, you're going to be on through at least, you know, at least through the convention is here. So I'm going to get you tickets to these parties and events, and I'll walk you around the room so you know everybody. And clients love that. And in May of 2012, we had eight customers, and today we have 25. Amazing. You know, true testament to kind of reinventing everything, like you said, keep it going, making new moves in the industry. But what would you say one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur are, Akash? Well, I think any business that has um, uh, get, getting off the ground is tough because you don't have a lot of case studies to go off of. I mean, and every entrepreneur struggles in that aspect. Um, the other aspect is finding good talents. That we, you know, we, have, uh, we have a good team of five, but um, honestly, during the ups and downs of the business, you know, it, it fluctuates because you're on a, a six-month contract. With some months, you have a lot of clients. Some months, you have you know, not many. So uh, keeping a stable workforce has been a challenge uh, throughout any business, I think. But for us, it's been really fortunate that people that we hire are engaged in, and part of the process, and that's what we're selling, so to speak, to customers. Yeah, it's tough to find people to you know, follow your passion and follow your mission of what you're trying to build. It's great. Was most of the, the talent that you've been able to bring on over the years, how, how did you come across that talent? Yeah, so a lot of word of mouth, a lot of University of Tampa career services because uh, my involvement there. But basically, friends of friends, I'll say I'm hiring, and, and and the word gets out, or people reach out to us on social media, and um, we let them interview, and it just worked out so far. Once we did use a recruiting firm because again, 
every time we've hired, it's been a different, uh, uh, you know, economic uh, workforce issue. So, you know, it just, it just depends on the times. We, we evolve with the times. Yeah, and that's how you're still staying in business. You know, coming up on that 10-year mark in a few years, it's very, very amazing. So I commend you for that. Congrats. What would Thank you say, you. what is your greatest failure, Akash, over time or lessons learned? What is that moment and what did it teach you? Why is it still stuck with you to today? Oh, I think early on, you know, clients that we, you know, we do six month contracts and we, we obviously expect payment on the first of the month. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people don't pay on the first of the month. I kind of give them benefit of the doubt they'll pay eventually and a couple of different times. Unfortunately, we've been burned. We've done the introductions and they don't pay and you can't do anything. I mean, you can do something about it legally, but you know, it's, it's just too small. It's not worth the hassle for law, a lawyer or a law firm. So it's unfortunate. So we, you know, we since put in late fees in our contracts and we've also, you know, we don't do the work if they don't pay. So we kind of do those kind of things in the beginning just to set the tone of the relationship. Yeah, I, I see that. Have you changed like your screening process towards bringing on new clients since some of these situations have come up? Um, a little bit. We we just set expectations in our first meeting when they signed the contract. We're like, okay, you know, it's going to be eighteen thousand dollars, or uh, for six months, or three thousand dollars a month. Is that something that's going to be a problem? You know, what what day can we expect payment? You know, when when should we invoice? Do you do net thirty? Do you net forty five? You know, what are your invoice schedules? Because again, it's more of a communication issue, which you don't know until you have that issue uh, in your business. I agree. And the communication, setting clear expectations, I think is an important part to any business where you lay out what you're expecting. That way everybody's on the same page. So Yeah. And then you also have to realize that um, all you can do is, is try. So our business is, um, we guarantee you're going to meet people, but we can't guarantee that they're going to hire you. So I think a lot of people uh, early on said, you know, we hired you and we got zero dollar revenue. Well, you need to change your sales uh, pricing. You need to change the way you talk to people. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's candid feedback that we're offering and sometimes people don't like it and it's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, something I always look for is constructive feedback. I'm always looking for ways to improve. And sometimes obviously it's things you don't want to hear, but it's ways you're obviously going to start succeeding. So yeah, cause your job was to get them the introduction and then they, the deal would close. They would kind of put it on you. Exactly. Interesting. Well, I'd like to hear your answer to this one, Akash. If you could choose to have a conversation, learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who would it be? I like. Uh, I I would want to know what Bill, uh, what, what Bill Gates is, his daily schedules like. I think time management is a big thing that we're coaching customers on, and people request obviously a lot of of time from from all of our clients because they're busy people, and and they have that struggle. And so I really want to know, you know, to see to. to successful people out there like a Bill Gates, how does the time management work? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's so many things we have to do each day as an entrepreneur. If you had to pick where that conversation would be, where would it be? Paint that picture for us. Uh, right in Tampa. It's somewhere great like the Oxford Exchange or the Center Club, my two favorite places. Given that Tampa culture? Yeah, of course, because, you know, we also hashtag it elevating. Tampa has swagger, so we have the domain tampaswagger.com and we have the Facebook page. And, you know, my whole belief is we got to practice what we what we what we're telling our customers, and so our mindset is is where if you've got a business in Tampa and you want to grow it, and you want to grow it and keep the people in Tampa, then we're going to help you. And we got to figure out how, and we got to introduce you to like-minded people and elected officials that are going to support you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's a great service that you're doing there. 
I mean, Bill Gates, what's one more thing you would show him in Tampa for all of our Tampa listeners? If you, if you went to Oxford, what's something else you would give him that Tampa culture? You got to pick his brain for one more topic. Where would you bring him? You know, I would just walk him through downtown and see the evolution of all the new restaurants and hotels and the Riverwalk and, and you know, what, what Jeff Finnegan is doing with the Water Street. That's just exciting because, you know, when I started this business in 2012, that was just a thought, you know, Mayor Buckhorn had just got elected in 2011 um, and to downtown Tampa, the evolution of it was just a thought. Now it's almost completed. You know, people take the, the, the riverboat or the, sorry, the water taxi and, and they spend their time in downtown and they're moving to downtown. And I think that's a huge testament to our community because we can support and uh, support and, and, and promote such great, uh, you know, our environment. Yeah, I mean, it's been on the rise for years now, and it's been in the news. You know how Tampa is one of those top cities where people are moving to. And I'm definitely excited to see where, where it comes out. But uh, Akash, where do you see yourself in your entrepreneurial endeavors in the future? We're going to do one years and five years. We know you're involved in a lot in the community, if you want to introduce our listeners to that as well at this point. But what, do you, what can we see for you in a year? What are we working on? Yeah, another great question. Um, bottom line is I think the way you get involved in the community is take a leadership role. And so I've been fortunate enough to uh, uh, previously chair the board of counselors at the University of Tampa, and I'm currently a board of fellow. I was a, a trustee at the university as well. Um, I just finished my term as chair of the Center Club Board of Directors, and I also, uh, I'm currently the chair of the Early Learning Coalition of Ellsborough County. And so in about a year or so, I believe that I'll, I'll take on another leadership role. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm on uh, several different boards, and I've been asked to, to be in a lot of different nonprofits. I, I purposely have said no because of time commitment with the chair of the, uh, the not only the early learning coalition, but the chair of the center club, but that term at the center club just finished. And my term with the governor for the early learning coalition is, um, by the way, for those of you who don't know, the early learning coalition is uh, basically the overseer for the BPK system in Ellsworth County, which is volunteer pre-kindergarten. So zero through four. So we're the administrator for if you've got a, if you're a single mother and want to put your child through uh, what we call volunteer pre-kindergarten, um, where we administer the, the reimbursements of that. And we're the overseers of the, the providers or what people call daycare. And so we also deal with school readiness and Head Start and after school programs. But I was appointed first in 2014 by Governor Scott and then reappointed in 2018. And so my term through that uh, expires April 2021. 20, so I have another year, a year and a half from that. And so I don't know exactly what leadership role, but I think I'll be in the community in some aspect. And then the other part about the business, I have 25 different industries we represent. I would love to be at 30, 35 by this time next year. I have five employees. I'd love to be at seven to eight. And again, really we're adapting with the time. So whatever the situation is, we're still helping our customers. And that's what we really have to focus on. Absolutely. Well, you have a lot of things, a lot of great things going on. I'll say, and I'm excited to see them firsthand down here in Tampa as they unravel. But is there something maybe we're going to look towards a little more in five years? Maybe we're going to stray towards one route a little more, whether it be education or elevate. Paint that picture for us. Yeah, like I said, I think Tampa is where we started and where our bread and butter is. But, you know, I've been approached by cities in Orlando and Jacksonville friends that are live in those cities and say, why don't we start an elevated chapter or elevate kind of a partnership in those cities? And I honestly have said, you know what, let me let – me, do well in one community first and then think about other uh, cities as far as a model of either franchise or partnerships. And so I think five years down the line, we can look at that because I currently have a client that has an office in Fort Myers and Jacksonville and Orlando. And I have a client that is in 144 countries 
right? But but again, we're only working on the, the Florida and the Tampa divisions. So maybe how we can partner that and expand that is down the line we look at. Thank you so much, Akash. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your episode today. I loved how you showed persistence with your story where after the first month, the second month, the third month of clients, and you still found a way to make your dreams come true. I also liked how you talked about your big vision, how you were constantly looking for ways to grow your brand. And of course, I liked the Bill Gates tie with the location as I'm down here in Tampa. But it's time for the last word, Akash. I do this in my podcast because I want our listeners to really get to know my guests. Is there something you'd like to share with everybody listening on that we did not get to touch on yet today? Yeah, our motto from day one has been learn, connect, and grow. So first you have to learn about what you need. Then you have to connect with others to help make that happen. And then by doing that, you'll grow your brand. And that's been our motto from the same uh, same business card I had eight years ago, same business I have today. And, you know, our other motto is be bold, be brave, and be you. As we talk to people, you know, a lot of them are shy. A lot of them are introverts, and they're never uh, upfront about what they need in business. And so we kind of say, if you're not going to be bold or brave, then you're not yourself. And so that's our models, our two models we kind of go with. And um, um, I'm really fortunate that, um, that Tampa's grown with us and we're going with Tampa. And regardless of whatever happens with the COVID-19, I think we're going to continue to, to prevail and we're ready to, to, to reach out to you uh, listeners out there when, when you want to talk to us. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for that. Would you mind please sharing your professional social media, your website, or ways for our listeners to request your services or follow your endeavors? Yeah, our website is helpingourcity.com. And our, my Twitter handle is at Patel times T-I-M-E-S, P-A-T-E-L-T-I-M-E-S. Thank you for sharing that. And everybody be sure to check out that social media website and be sure to check out the show on Instagram and Facebook at your favorite morning podcast and on Twitter at Podcast by Lancey. I'm at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is vincentalancey.com. Be sure to check out my book, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, on Amazon now, but DM me or email me. I want to hear what you think. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate what it's really like to be an entrepreneur five stars. I work hard to find value delivering stories for you on each episode. As always, I'll end the show with a quote that inspired me and know it will for you too. And this one's from Steve Case, the founder of AOL, in today's article. His quote is, there are no road signs to help navigate. And in fact, no one has yet determined which side of the road we're supposed to be on. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all in the next episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur.